Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie, right here on 1049 The Horn. We got a jam-packed show for you. Texas basketball, disappointing loss on the road versus the Kansas Jayhawks. We'll talk about their loss to the Yardbirds. Also, it's a Texans Tuesday. We'll talk about who DeMarc, uh, we'll talk about D'Amico Ryans is zeroing in on for his offensive coordinator vacancy. We'll also get into Mark Cuban speaking out for the first time since the Kyrie Irving trade. And LeBron James might be making history tonight. We'll dive into it and discuss it. Also, what is a darkness retreat? Yeah, Google it. Uh, do some research beforehand. We'll dive into it and off the record. One of your favorite quarterbacks is taking a darkness retreat. I think I've done that, but unintentionally. Before we talk about all of that, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, my man? What it do, what it do, we are here. And I was about to say hump day, but you know exactly what it is. <laughs> it is our anniversary, and we'll get into all that conversation a little bit later. But it, I'm with you, man. The horns last night, everybody was watching the game and trying to figure out if this the same team that we've been seeing with the first half struggles. But you think you're going to be able to come back in the second half and things kind of change. Can't do it all the time, but nope. I'm still happy with the outcome of this Texas basketball team. Let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and Hall of Fame Longhorn Shout Darren out. Johnson 
said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate that intro, as always. Uh, also, let's not waste any time introducing Darrell MVP. He's one of the hardest working members of the Aaron family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know that he's underpaid. Also, the owner of Lou, the unofficial mascot of Ball Don't Lie, oh, yeah. Patrick Davis. What's going on, Patrick? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. One year down. One year, and I mean, well, obviously, we can talk about it all day. And thanks for everybody uh, sending us the uh, the well wishes and the happy anniversaries. I I am not a person that keeps up with it, so I'm glad Patrick is. You need somebody in the relationship <laughs> that keeps up with that. I was just talking to, to uh, Chad about it, and Chad was like, he he's an anniversary guy. He keeps up with anniversaries. He and his wife still celebrate the day they first met. That kind of stuff. So he's an anniversary guy. That's good. I'm not. BK used to actually keep up with the days. The amount of days for his show he would announce oh, no, every time. Do Couldn't do that. So I, I'm I'm appreciative of my man Patrick, who's considerate. Because after the show yesterday, he said, hey, tomorrow, guys. He's like your wife that reminds you that your anniversary is coming up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Wife, he's, wife, he's like, hey, babe, just so you know, anniversary's coming up. You're like, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> appreciate that heads up. I didn't want to screw it up. Patrick yeah. gave us the heads up uh, yesterday, so we appreciate that, Patrick. Yeah, that's, I put it in my calendar on my phone. That's how I hey. just, hey, I was just like, let me put Whatever this in there. And then I'll know what it is. Whatever it takes, man. Yeah, guys, whatever it takes. Matter of fact, Valentine's Day is coming up. Put that in your phone if you need to. Okay. Give yourself a reminder. It would be great. Uh, But, yes, one year, and I've been in radio, hell, 14, going on like 15 years. One year, I'll, I'll take it. it yeah, uh, you no know doubt. what I mean? That's a, no that's, that's a blessing to be with a group for one year, and we're praying that we can make it to year two. Getting like B&E, we were talking about that before the show. That's the exception and not the rule. Those guys have been together, what, 20 I years? Agree now, with so, that. Something like that. Uh, they did have to get remarried. They got remarried. Yeah. yeah. They, had to, they had to get the nup. They had to basically uh, get the nuptials going again. Yep. Uh, that was at the Horn Bash. It was. Where it they was. had to uh, yeah recommit. To each other, <laughs> and that was a beautiful thing. But uh, yeah, man, that's uh, it, it is great. I'm really thankful for you guys. So I'm glad that the uh, decision makers here at ARN uh, put us all together, and that was one year ago today. Yeah, because it was that, right after your birthday. It was right after my birthday. And we party. Just had yep. another birthday. Yep. All right, so uh, yeah, hopefully Harge gets another birthday, and hopefully we yep, get another, we'll another celebration. That's, that's right. That's all. <laughs> so we're hoping here. All right, uh, you can be a part of the show. You're the heartbeat of this thing. You're the pulse of it. Five one two three three seven three seven seven six. You also hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Harge at Hardball Harge. Uh, Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. Also, why Patrick is a real MVP. You inform me that we're out a little bit early. Yes, yes, because of the issues with the ice storm and 105.3 The Bat being off yes. the air currently. We're still streaming there, but off the air, we've moved uh, Longhorn Weekly with Vic Schaefer, coach the show. It's coming over to the horn so more people can hear it. Uh, that'll hit the air at 6.30 tonight. Uh, they'll be at the Pluckers down on Rio Grande if you want to go down and join them. But uh, we'll be airing it right here at 6.30 to 7.30 Longhorn Weekly with Vic Schaefer. All right, there you go. Uh, all right, and shout out to my man Jacob. Just standing he's doing work. Hey, he's trying to get our streaming working. I was like, just standing in the background. Yeah. There. I, was like, I was like, it's kind of. He's I, a lurker. I don't know what was happening. Yeah, it was. He was. He's got a lurker in the background. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Hey, didn't know Seinfeld. I know y'all love it. Seinfeld. Yeah. I, wasn't there an episode where a guy just kept popping up behind him, just out yes. of the blue? He was he, a he, silent guy. Yeah, he walked He walked very quietly. <laughs> he, was like he was a sidler. Yeah, yeah. He walked very quietly. Yep. And then they gave him some Tic Tacs. Yeah, exactly. So they can hear, so him, they can hear him coming around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the, what, the Moroccan death rattle? <laughs> yeah. uh, I do remember that. Yes, that's kind of how my man Jacob was. But shout out to him as well. Always working hard 
for us. Uh, working hard for you, actually, the people out there. All right, uh, let's get into uh, Texas basketball. We, we, we'll we get to Texans Tuesday because I do want to discuss a report from Albert Breer about the Texans offensive coordinator vacancy. Uh, Mark Cuban speaking out for the first time about Kyrie Irving and the big-time trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyrie Irving is in Dallas uh, right now, says he's excited, but um, he said that before. And I'm sure he, I'm sure he is excited, uh, but we know he can he can change his uh, his mind pretty quickly. But also, LeBron James may make history tonight. He needs 36 points tonight to end up breaking the all-time scoring record in the NBA. That's an exciting chase to keep up with. So we'll discuss that too in the top of the four o'clock, uh, and then we'll also get into some uh, Bijan Robinson discussion. There's another. Mo- I don't I don't discuss a lot of mocks. So there's a ton of mocks out there, Harge. Yeah. I mean, everybody's making a mock. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's got a mock up, and that's fair. I, I, I'm a mock slut, so I'll uh, any mock I'll read it and look at it. So I'll give it. Uh, I'll give you any give mock. Up, yeah. I'll give any mock my time. I yep. will, yep. but I won't bring any mock to the airwaves. Got to be certain, you know, analysts who are credentialed and who have a certain reputation. So we talked about Mel Kuyper's mock. We talked about um, Todd McShay's mock. Yep. Yep. Um, Matt Miller's another guy whose mocks I really respect. And so we'll get into where he's got. I like his. I like Daniel Jeremiah's Daniel mock Jeremiah's and Bucky, Bucky Brooks. Bucky Brooks. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So we can bring those guys up. Yep. Everybody's mock doesn't get airtime. No. But I will read your mock. Like I said, I'm a, <laughs> like I said, I'm a mock slut. I, I love anybody's mock. Man. I love mock season, basically, for yep. mock drafts, man. It's always really fun. But we'll get into that with B. John Robinson. Once again, another mock has uh, B. John Robinson uh, in the uh, top ten of their draft. So we'll yep. talk about who they got him going to. Remember, Todd McShay had him going to the – Oh, wait, I'm going to the the Eagles. The Eagles. That was the original the conversation. That was just back in the day, yeah. and then I believe Mel Kiper backdoored him and had him going to the Cowboys yep. in his mock draft. Yep, that's when all the conversations started mm-hmm. talking. Because don't forget, and this is where everybody got all excited. Don't forget, he went and hung out with Jerry. Yes, he did. He went to a football game, spent some time with Ezekiel Elliott, and was kind of around it. And everybody was making a big deal. Oh, look who's there! Look who's there! And it's like. We all know Jerry ain't jumping up that high no. to draft a player. Mm. But now he's down they're drafting what, twenty six, I believe. That's kinda in the area that you would think a back would go because it'd be later in the first round. So yeah, to put no, you there. It's, it's not as crazy as the Zeke right. pick because Zeke was in top five. Oh, yeah, he was, was yeah, top he five? was up at the top. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that was ill-advised right yeah. there. But, yeah, Bijan, I guess it's more realistic in today's uh, you know NFL where the running back position is devalued. Mm-hmm. If I'm Jerry, though, and honestly, if I'm the Houston Texans, too, just go get Rojo in, like, the third. Yeah. Just go get him early in the third. Because I, I think people start looking at him maybe around the fourth or the fifth, somewhere yeah, around yeah, there. Yeah. Man, just go get him. People, people will they'll 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 make fun of you and then they'll say it was a bad pick because you got a, a running back that early. Yeah. But Rojo can be our starting running back in the league. And for a lot of teams. And for and t- for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. And we talked about it. He didn't get as much, obviously, as, as, as much love and as many headlines as Bijan. And he shouldn't because Bijan is a once-in-a-generational back. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, but he actually broke tackles at a higher rate. And actually, if you look at 
um, him and he, like I said, broken tackle rate and the just the the way that he ran the football. He ran it physically enough where I think it would translate well to him. Even if it's situationally, maybe short yardage, whatever. I think it would translate really well to the NFL. And if he's not your running, your starting running back, then you're gonna have a running back by committee, and he's definitely good enough to be one of those guys on the running back by committee. Yeah, he would definitely be yeah. number two, no, no matter what. And he always understands his role. He understood his role here at the University of Texas, where we all knew that he would be number one at any other school pretty much across America yeah. because of what he gave us on the field. Initially, we all know his story. He was coming in as a top-ranked quarterback at, at that time, but there was Sam Ellinger that was in the way. There was Casey Thompson that was in ahead of him. And so the situation came where the backs were down, and they had a bunch of injuries in the backfield. He was like, I'll do it. And then Tom Herman was like, hey, everybody's coming back. He's like, uh, I don't want a red shirt. I'll stay in this, this running back room as long as you're going to give me the opportunity to play. And he took that opportunity and ran with it. He'd have played anything you put Exactly. You could have told him, hey, man, we need you at linebacker. He'd have played linebacker and he for you. And he would have messed some people and up. He would have done pretty damn good, man. He is a ball player. Yeah. And he's a great team guy in the locker room, glue yep. guy in the locker room. So I think he's going to rouse some draft boards. But anyway, we'll get to that discussion and dive into it deeper coming up when we talk about Bijan and where he's mocked in the latest mock draft. Um, and also, like I said, uh, Patrick mentioned, we're off a little bit early for uh, the coaches show with Vic Schaefer. Okay, let's get into Texas basketball. It was uh, – um, you know, and I hate now. I think we do have enough of a sample size where we can say this Texas team has maybe a character flaw, if you want to call it that. Ding, 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 ding. They're they're, they're a slow starting team um, at times, and much too often. And when they battle back and they have three double-digit comebacks in Big 12 play, that is phenomenal. And they're still your leader in the Big 12 right now. So it is not a tragic flaw. It's not a fatal flaw for them. It's something that they can bounce back from. But once again, the slow start by Texas on the road versus Kansas was was a hole that they could not uh, get out of. And Ultimately, I think that's that, that slow start is why uh, they end up losing the game to Kansas, eighty-eight to eighty. By the way, Kansas played a great basketball game. Every time Texas tried to make a run, they answered the run. So mm-hmm. I'm not taking anything away from Kansas. They got more quad one wins than Texas. So I'm not taking anything away from the win by Kansas. But I think for Texas, looking at it from their perspective, I think we can now look at the pattern that has developed. What I always say, you know, one time, that's a coincidence, right? Uh, you can kind of throw that out there. When you start getting to, you know, the second and the third time things happen, that's your pattern. Um, yeah, that's and, who you are. And you're you're at a you're at a pattern now. We can see this is a trend now with Texas, and they have a slow start. I don't know how you can rectify it. We can talk about that later. But I think ultimately that's what doomed them again. Yeah, and that's that's kind of exactly where you start to understand. Okay, this is what we think about this team moving forward. But this is something that needs to be addressed, right? Like this is we can see it now. You said it, it's a pattern. We understand it. It's almost like the Texas football team. <laughs> They're going to be great. The script is going to be perfect coming they're the Bizarro. out. Yeah. Bizarro. They're the Bizarro version. And then it flips. They, they have, yeah, Sark doesn't have the adjustments. They have the adjustments, right. but Sark has to start. Exactly. They don't have the start. They don't have the start. Yeah. And that, 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 to me, is very concerning because we've talked about it. They're an older basketball team. They're mm-hmm. a more mature basketball team. And last night's uh, failure to control emotions mm-hmm. and the speed of the game was something that was very disappointing when you sat and watched it because I was looking at the fact, how do you step in bounds trying to inbound the play? 
at the very beginning because you're trying to be too fast. You're not being fundamentally sound. Then you get the ball inbounded and you get a travel because you're not paying attention to what's behind you and you're not setting yourself up. You know what Kansas does. They 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 press a little bit mm-hmm. and they make you make mistakes and turn the ball over. How many times did they turn the ball over in the backcourt? Yeah. That was the thing that was dis- disheartening especially with the older group that we had. Now, yesterday we were talking about it we're, we're still a long ways away. There's a lot of basketball left to be played. But when you go into Fog Allen and you play against Kansas, a team that was coming off of a loss, and you had to rally to come back to get a win, you knew that this was going to be a tough battle for the Texas Longhorns. You just didn't expect it to be that type of battle where you were making that many mistakes that early in the basketball game. Yeah, and getting back to the mistakes, yeah, part of them getting in these uh, these holes early in the game is they're digging the, yep. they're digging them holes those those holes themselves. Yep, a little bit because of the turnovers early on. They cleaned that up in the last game uh, they played versus. Um, K-State. Like K-State, and they cleaned it up really well yeah. in the second half. But the first half, it was an issue. Once again, it came back to Harlem in this first half as well um, versus Kansas. Yeah. I mean, this this was disappointing. They had 15 turnovers, and the majority of those turnovers were happening in the first 10 minutes of the game. They did. They were just trying to do too much. They were trying to play so fast when you know once the game starts getting to that point, you got to slow it down a little bit. You have to take control of it and not play – at a very high speed, especially when the entire time you seemed like you were weak with the basketball. They were getting the ball taken from them. It wasn't even just bad turnovers. It was like, give me that ball. Hmm. They were just taking it out of their hands. And I'm like, what? what is Texas doing? Yeah, Texas has had a really hard time holding on to a ball in the first half. I don't know what it is. But rebounding-wise, I mean, they, they get beat on second-chance points, and there's a lot of possessions that turn out way differently yes. if you go up with two hands. But they go out widespread with one hand, and then another guy goes up with two and takes it out of the one hand or pokes yep. it away. Yep. And the second half, you see them more tip the ball back out and they, try and do that, they, they that because they're like, hey, man, if we can't come down with it, tip it back out and try and get a play that way. That can be a little bit more dangerous because if you tip it out the wrong way, it's a fast break going the other way. But That's what happened. <laughs> and, but I think there's like this, it's like, go up strong. Like Dylan Mitchell gets up 12 feet in the air. And then mm-hmm. doesn't come down with the ball, and then it bounces three times. You're like, well, it doesn't matter if you're 12 feet in the air if it if the ball bounces. The yep. whole point is for you to be when you get down to where everybody else is, you have the ball, yep. and they keep they just don't rebound well in the first half, mm. and they pick it up in the second. But you can't do that. There's passes where a guy's got to cut to a basket and he catches it and it bounces off his hands and he gets it back. But you're like, well, now the defense is reacting. Yeah, you just blew that. So I don't know what it is where we have to work to be like, hey, man, really focus on catching balls and holding balls and being strong with the basketball to mm. start games because you're just building these holes for yourself that you don't need to build just off of dumb mistakes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically every category of just simple fundamental basketball, Texas was down in. They were turn off, points off turnovers. They lost 18 to 11. Mm. Points in the paint, they lost 50 to 42. Second chance points, 19 to 10. Fast break points, 24 to 8. Yeah. Like, all those things are just mistakes that you're making and not following through on the back end of. Mm -hmm. There was a play in that game where the ball bounces out off a rebound, and Jabari Rice is standing at the three point line. And he watches it, and it bounces, and he watches it. And a Kansas player runs up and picks it up, and then Jabari Rice is like, oh, 
It was almost to me. He was like, waiting for it. Why? First of all, why are you still standing at the three-point line? Yeah. I get maybe you're open if the ball, but you go for rebounds. You yeah. have yeah. to go for rebounds. You are not so above and beyond talented that you can just stand around when the ball is free. Yeah, and that's one of the high basketball IQ guys of the team. No, exactly. It's yeah. just it's just simple stuff of they're not thinking that they're go- they have so many things other things going on that they're that's one that rebounding just gets lost in the shuffle, and they just don't rebound well. Is yeah. it just because they don't have true bigs? No, Is because Dylan Mitchell could rebound. They do it in the second half. That's true. They just when they start games. How many plays do you see them bounce a ball around and not get 50-50 balls? It's a good point about how they were tipping it out uh, in the second half. I remember yeah. seeing that specifically going, man, that's yeah. they're doing that a lot. And they did. They won yeah. basically 50, 50% of those, but yeah, a couple of those led to those fast breaks well, and, and on I mean, the other end. And at the end of the game, that was kind of one of the big plays that spread it out and blew the game apart was they got a third-chance shot at it for Grady Dick in the corner for a three. Oh, yeah. And he had a three. And, and it, that it. was pretty much like, okay, that might be the dagger. But you're like that's a third shot in a yeah. in a clutch time of a game. You gave it Kansas three shots at the basket. That's you cannot do that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it seems like the slow start is the macro issue if you're just talking about just basic character flaws of the team right now about we're being we're being very nitpicky. Yeah, I mean, they're still <laughs> number one of, in the Big 12. About, yeah, yeah, but exactly. The fact they fought back no, when they the were best. down, exactly. they, they did well at the end of the first half to get it back to a, uh, a manageable. Well, they've done it so many times. They have faith that a big deficit is not a big issue yeah. for them, but you, just, you expend a lot of energy. You do. They did get it back, back to like more that. manageable at the end of the first half, so they get it down to seven instead of like 11 or 12. So it's just, that's a lot easier to get back from because that you're like, that's three possessions. Yeah. So that's not that bad. So they do that. Like They did good things in it. But that rebounding for me, it has been an issue, and they get better at it, and that's what's frustrating, is you can see when they do it well, and you go, how are you only doing this well for 15 minutes out of a 40-minute game? Yeah, like it takes you a while to lock in. But even right. then, then you forget about it again, because like that Jabari Rice play was in the second half, the Grady Dick play was in the second half. Those things are in, like, you just, there's points where you just forget to do it again, and it has to be part of your mental just straight focus. Up mental focus. Like, hey, man, when there is a loose ball on the floor, I'm either running back on defense or I'm going for that ball. I don't care about getting in position for a three because we're not a good enough three-point shooting team to be doing that. Like, unless you have Steph Curry, Steph Curry can go sit in the sit for a three. Yeah. Clay Thompson can. You can't. Yeah, and that's a good point that you made about you, you see them do it for stretches. Uh, yeah. the, turn, the clean up on a turnover to your point, Hard. Exactly. Uh, actually rebound with you know some uh, type of authority, right? And bring the rebounds down, or uh, do a really good job of being aggressive, going after rebounds. And I will say this for for Coach Terry, when he emphasizes something, which is obviously halftime adjustments, yep, yep, <laughs> whether yep, it be yep. with the help of the video segments showing the guys in real time what they're doing, or it be bouncing back after a loss, which means he's at practice like, I guys lost that game. we lost that game because our defense was trash. Right. we got to be better <clears> defensively. Um, or it'd be because, hey, guys, we got to find a, a better way to take care of the basketball, whatever it is. They do show that improvement either during the game a lot of times real time to make those drastic, dramatic comebacks or in the next game, which is why they haven't lost back-to-back games. So right, right, I right. think the hope for Texas fans is he seems to get what he emphasizes. And as long as you can emphasize, like you said, they're being aggressive on the boards, like you said, Harge, cleaning up the turnovers early in the game. So you don't dig yourself into a hole and have the big deficit to come back from. 
you know, then maybe you can try to overcome what seems to be one of the very few character flaws of this team. And they got some roster, there are roster limitations for every yeah, roster, by the way, absolutely. around the country. Everybody deals with that. That's what coaching's all about. And their roster limitation is, and we all know it, they don't have a true big. And so they got to deal with that. You got to scheme around it or you got to find ways uh, with your different personnel, depending on the matchup, to find a way to overcome that. But that's one of their roster limitations. So we're looking at roster limitations and character flaws that could potentially hold this team up from making a run or keep them from making a run in the tournament. So people are like, oh, man, you guys are being nitpicky because they're still leading the Big 12. We get it. We know that. We understand. We understand that. That uh, that we're looking at it just from, um, you know, an analysis point of view of looking at why they lost the game. And it seems to be something that you can connect to other trends, not games they lost, had double-digit comebacks, but still a trend of those slow starts. Well, and the other part of it, too, this was something that is very rare for this Texas basketball team. They gave up 24 points on fast break buckets. Yeah, They weren't transitioning mm-hmm. back. So to your point, Patrick, if you're standing at the three-point line, you need to get your ass back and be able to stop somebody from getting to the bucket because that's what they were doing the entire time between dunks and layups. That was, that was the entire game. Their transition defense was the bad part yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was not necessarily just missing and not getting the rebounds and all that other stuff. It was the fact that you weren't slowing anybody down. No, you're standing still. You're standing in a you, spot. Standing you're watching. still is not an option. You're ball watching is what yes. I, 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 tell, I tell my 14-year-old son all the time. I'm like, don't ball watch. Hmm. If you're standing watching, you're doing something wrong. No, oh, I love you that. You need to be somewhere moving somehow, whether it's getting back whether it's crashing the boards, where it's being an outlet, something. But you have to, on defense, somebody has to get back because I can't have the dude with the ball beating you who don't have a ball down the court. And that's what was happening last night. Yeah, to this point, the Texas says Texas gave up way too many easy baskets. It seems like Kansas getting layups while we were struggling, hitting fadeaways, mm-hmm. no backdoor defense at all. Uh, that text was sent j- right before you guys' rent there. So they saw the same thing. And I remember yeah. early on, they were getting a lot of easy layups. A lot of them, man. Yeah, I got to go back and count. I'll do that before we discuss this again uh, in the 5 o'clock and go count the layups and the dunks in the game. But it seemed like Kansas had a ton of layups early on. They yeah, and I mean, rim. and this is the, the side effect of success is that we're going to expect more out of you exactly like if you would have said if we would have gone oh for four out of this four game stretch that we were so worried about then we'd probably come up and be like all right you know what this team maybe wasn't what we thought thought but they hung with the three of the best teams in the big 12 they beat two of them and they had a real shot to beat the third yeah Yeah. so you want to say hey man we're we're a lot we're closer to where our goals are absolutely we may have thought we were so these little things are all fixable too they're all fixable. So that's why it's it's we can go hard on them because I really want them to rebound because when you watch a team ball watch, when they fight so hard for yep. so many other things, yep. it can be a little bit annoying. But also, I guarantee they have seen that. I guarantee Jabari Rice has seen that film enough that he does not like it either. Yeah, exactly. I'm not telling him anything no. he has not seen, has yeah. not been shown him. If they're showing that stuff at half – yeah, and, you know they they're walking home with an iPad or whatever that has all the plays that they need to look at and go, hey man, what were you thinking here? Why'd you do this here? Why'd yeah. you? And they are able to go through it on even on their own or come back to to the, uh, the stadium and do it again. Uh, there, there's plenty they can improve on. Yeah, it'll happen. But there was a lot of good fight in that game. Yep. They, I mean, because they came back again. Yeah. Just to your point, I mean, they they always find a way 
to come back. And if I'd have told you when we left here yesterday and I'd have said, hey, guys, Kansas is going to shoot 20% from the field, I mean from three-point range, Hmm. and Jalen Wilson is only going to score two points, you would think that Texas would blow them out. Yeah. Well, at least definitely win. Definitely win the game. And that did not happen. It happened. Those numbers happened, but Texas didn't get the dub. It's a great point. Yeah. And Marcus Cart go off. Yep. Had 29. 29. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's a really good point there. And even Timmy Allen, who is, uh, you know, he's your that mid-range Timmy. He, sh- he showed up, too, for you big on the road. 18 yep. points. And they just, yeah, they, it, was just, it was stretches yep. where they basically lost this game. But I agree with, but we said before, they went into this four-game stretch. Mm-hmm. Two and two. We would all be good with two and two. We would. We did say it. Now Patrick got greedy yesterday and he said like, we're going for three. three. So did Chan. Chan <laughs> said it too. Well, what. So y'all got a little greedy, and I get it. But, yeah. but we were looking at it from the most rational point of view yeah. and looking at how competitive the Big Twelve was. We all said days before the game, man, they can come out two and two in this stretch. And and Patrick said no back to back losses. No back to back losses. So got yep. Man, that's what happened. That's a good, that's good. So I, you know, and I, we're being very you know critical because we want to see a team reach their reach the, the ultimate level of expectation, which yeah. I think for this team is making a deep run in the tournament. Uh, yeah, you got to clean up those little things. And those things now over this sample size we have, they do they slow they have a slow start for some yeah. reason. Yeah, they need to fix that. Whatever, I don't know what it is. Like you said, they, maybe they need to get out there earlier on their pregame. Go start going a little bit harder during pregame yeah. and and prepare themselves a little bit more. It's very important for them to come out and figure out a way to come out and get started earlier in the game. Yeah, uh, go talk to Sark about his opening script, exactly. and what he does so well there. You know, we can you know help each other out there, and then Sark, Sark needs a little help on his second yep. half adjustments, which Rodney Terry has been magnificent at so far this season. So yeah, and, and I mean I'll throw this in: Texas now just went through that hard stretch. Do not let your foot off the gas because yeah, you're exactly. playing opponents that may not be ranked as high or thought of as high. You got a three-game stretch of guys that may be struggling a bit more. You yep. got to win all yep. three of them. Yep. yep. So don't don't take your foot off the gas because you're doing another Saturday Monday. You're doing another Saturday on uh, at home and then on the road up, going up to Lubbock, where they hate you. Woo. And these are all very winnable games, but you can't you can't uh, let it get past you. Don't let. Hey it man, up. look, we went two and two, and look, we hung with Kansas. We you can't do that. No. Uh, yeah, look, this texture said, I think Bishop needs to watch some game tape on Dennis Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> when he plays for Chicago. Yeah, I mean, you can rebound like Dennis Rodman. Yeah. You're doing something you right. You're doing something right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, I think this team uh, really has a lot of potential, though. I think now they seem battle tested enough where if you're a Longhorn fan, you can have high expectations for this team. Don't be afraid to have high expectations for it. If they don't meet them, that's yeah. hey, that it is what it is. I mean, that's just part of being a sports fan. But I think they've proven themselves to, up until this point in the Big Twelve. And you know, I pointed this out yesterday. They really haven't had a true bad stretch yet no, in Big no. Twelve play. Knocking on wood, they haven't lost back to back games. Most teams at the top of the Big Twelve have had a bad stretch. It's just, it's it's the Big Twelve. It's the Big Twelve. <laughs> Texas has not had that bad stretch, so fingers yeah. crossed. That's what Rodney Terry tries to avoid. Seven games left. Seven games. You got seven games left. Three. The next three are against unranked opponents, and then you play four ranked opponents. 
So you never really get an even run of this. Yeah. You go through a gauntlet. And then this is not easy, these next three, but no. they're easier than the next four you're going to play up to that. Yeah. Beat who That's you're fair. supposed to beat. Beat who? Yeah. Don't fall for you know, Sark in Texas football often. <laughs> they don't beat who they're supposed to beat. Beat yep. who you're supposed to beat, and that's uh, they'll, they'll let the cards fall where they may. No, All right, no. we come back. Texans Tuesday. Who will D'Amico Ryans hire as his mm. OC? We'll discuss it on the other side. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, one four nine horn. Now's the time to save thirty percent on wedding jewelry only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You never close your All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. We play jams. I reached the top of the Billboard's charts on this day in history. Oh, I got to wait for it. Here it comes. Yeah, there you go. Are these like songs that people would play on their anniversaries? Is that what you're doing to us today on Top That's, of the Charts? No, today? it's just Top of the Charts. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, because like, this is from uh, what? Top Gun, right? They played this in Top it? Gun. Yeah, this is where I, he was playing it. I know this and was the original? number one. Yeah, the original. Um, yeah, the nice. original Top Gun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, see, there you go, Hard. Don't do not do that for midweek movie music. Because <laughs> Hard's already sniffing already it out. That one. He's already, I'm paying attention to all this he's, stuff. He's looking at all movie anniversaries right now. <laughs> he's been hot lately for midweek movie music. Try to keep his keep his uh, mojo going there. That's right. Uh, all right. Uh, but, yeah, top of the charts Tuesday. Thanks, my man Patrick, working hard for us, as always. Uh, you can hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Let's get into the Texans. Texans Tuesday brought to you by good friends over at Bud. Light, so shout out uh, to Bud Light. Enjoy yourself one safe and responsibly. Mm-hmm. And by the way, be careful on the roads. It's been it got ugly quick. Though the weather, the weather changes in this city in like the last week have been unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you, think about where we were last Tuesday. Oh, for sure. Freezing. Yeah. Staying at home. That, not yeah. even getting out of the house. Yeah, not exactly. moving. You're not supposed to move. Come Power on. lines <laughs> down. Now, yesterday it was 75, 75 degrees. degrees. People sweating, Beautiful. trying to figure out what your thermostat's going to do that, at home. Like kayaking yesterday, yeah. just and hanging like, out on oh, the lake, kicking it, having a good time. Now it's my time to get a little sun out here. And now, now you are running because you're going to melt like sugar. You don't want to get that. You don't want to get wet. Yeah, man. It's been, now it's like, you know, it's thunderstorms out here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of extreme, strange weather. So, everybody, please be safe out there. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Texans who are zeroing in. D'Amico Ryan's right now zeroing in on an offensive coordinator uh, hire, and we haven't heard much. There have been really crickets out of Houston since yeah. his hire and since their his introductory press conference with the Texans. To me, remember, okay, remember we said this, Harge, when the Chris Jackson reports came out from Bobby Burton of Inside Texas, mm-hmm. um, I think Orange Bloods put it out there too, like right after uh, 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 Bobby Burton did Inside Texas. And then after that, uh, we didn't hear anything about the crickets. wide receiving uh, vacancy, wide receiving coaching vacancy at mm-hmm. Texas. Um, and we all assumed, or oh, well, was the reason 
there's crickets is because those those la- the last reports exactly that is the only news to report. That is it. That like, is it. He's that, gonna, he's gonna be the dude. guy. That's, that's your guy. guy. <laughs> I think that might be the case for the offensive coordinator hire for the Texans. Remember, all we heard we heard they were talking about they were zeroing in on Bobby Slowick, and he's the pass game coordinator, by the way, for the 49ers, uh, with my man Shannon right now, Kyle Shanahan. And there was reports that, you know, he they interviewed him and that he w- might be the top candidate. And since then, now I'll admit they can't really. I mean, I haven't heard anything about Eric Bieniemy because I like your suggestion, Arch, that they should reach out to Eric Bieniemy. He still got some coaching to do. Yep, yep. So maybe that's part of it too. Maybe they're waiting to see if they can talk to Eric Bieniemy. I would like that if that was the case, but I'm not sure. I believe the reason you ha- you haven't heard anything and there's crickets right now from the Texans reporters about the offensive coordinator position because it is Bobby Slovics to lose or to decline. Right. I think that's where they're going. Uh, Albert Breer reported this morning that Houston appears well positioned to land Bobby Slowick and uh, Clint Kubiak. Yeah. Yeah, who is a son of Gary Kubiak. Shocker. <laughs> exactly. For their offensive staff under Miko Ryan. So I think that's why you haven't heard anything because it's a, it's a done deal pretty much that Bobby Slowick will be the guy. They want to bring in the Shano. Recipe. He knows that his defense complements the Shanahan offense really well, so he wants to bring in the Shanahan offense. Not totally no. get it. Yeah, I mean that is that is what the success has been, right? You look at the blueprint of the team that you were going against every single day at practice. Mm. You saw the troubles that it was giving mm. you, and if it was created in the right form, you can possibly duplicate that, right? You won't be at that level because you haven't spent that much time at it yet. But you're going to get an opportunity to be that type of team. And so with with the players that he has and the situations that he's trying to put his team in, and let's not forget, that division is not as tough as it once was. Uh, The only team that seems to be trending upward is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. So you still have that outside opportunity of making a splash and creating an offense that will be tough to, to compete against. So I'm looking at it and saying, okay, D'Amico Ryan has a game plan. Obviously, when he took the job, he had to have had a game plan, and now he's getting ready to try to execute that game plan. Uh, 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 Kyle Shanahan can still decide to up, upgrade. Yeah. yeah, he can put the kibosh on his thing and upgrade or promote um, you know, Bobby Slowick to an offensive coordinator position or – He's past game coordinator, so I don't know. You can give him like an assistant head coaching title. He can still decide to keep him some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, that's the front runner for the offensive coordinator position. Remember, I think this is along with quarterback coach because you're going to draft your franchise quarterback, and along with assistant head coach because D'Amico Ryan's has never been a head coach before. If you bring Bobby Slowick in, that means it's also someone who's never been an offensive coordinator and never called plays before. Man. I I, your your assistant head coach, whoever that person is, is going to be crucial. Because yeah. I think that you should get an offensive mind who has been a head coach who also can potentially help uh, a, a a young, inexperienced play caller and give them counsel and advice too. I think that's that'd be some. I'd have a checklist of what I want from an assistant head coach because they they'll have they'll basically be what Gary Patterson was to Sark, special assistant. Right. Man, whatever. I'll, I'll give you a project and a task. Would you go try to solve that problem for me? What I would say about coaches, coaches are problem solvers. That's what they need to be. Just go get a problem solver. Yep. Because you're going to need them because none of y'all really have any experience in coaching. And it seems like you're going to hire a lot of newcomers. 
yeah. to their positions. I agree with you 100% on that. And for we talked about this, too. As a new head coach, you need help. You're definitely going to need help because, yes, you're used to seeing how Kyle Shanahan was running things and uh, what who what, who else was he with? Kubiak at Houston, right? Wasn't he mm-hmm. part of that? Yeah. That coaching staff at one just, point, too? Just as a player, he yeah. was. But as a, as a coach, he's only been with Shanahan. He's only been with Shanahan. So yeah, he's, seen, he's seen how to run he's certain meetings, yeah. meetings, but there's so much delegation that needs to go into that position. And especially with you being the defensive-minded uh, head coach, you're not going to be able to be in every single meeting, so you need somebody to lead you in that right direction to tell you, hey, man, you need to do this. This Make sure you got your timing right for each practice. There's so much that goes into it. So, yeah, you do need somebody that's got experience and you can lean on them yeah. as you start to develop your own processes as a head coach. I mean, think about something as simple as game management, right, and, and clock sure. management in the game. Mm-hmm. Something D'Amico Ryan says never have to worry about because he's a defensive guy. So never have to worry about that. You're going to have a rookie quarterback, potentially someone's texting in who's the Texas quarterback. Right now it's Davis Mills, but everybody assumes they're going to draft the quarterback. They should trade with the Bears to get that number one overall pick and just get whoever they think is the get top it, yeah. quarterback. Um, we don't know if that's going to work out or whatever. But uh, they, I think because they're going to have a rookie quarterback potentially who doesn't know how to manage the clock, he's a defensive coach who's never had to manage the clock. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a rookie play caller if Bobby Sloan gets a job who's never really had to manage a clock. Mm-hmm. You know, just having a assistant head coach who knows how to manage the clock. Th- that would be its own job. <laughs> exactly. That like could be its own game, job. Yeah, That's right. It, right. It could be. What does Bucky call it? A dumbass coach? You need somebody hey. over there with you to say, hey, look at the time. Look at the time. You need to get a timeout. You need yep. to get a timeout. Hey, look. Look at the time. Look at the uh, how much time is left on the play clock and how much time is left on the game clock. Yeah. You're going to have to just do in all case. of that just we've in case. Seen, we've seen, we see coaches lose track of it all the time. And you think, oh, man, that seems like rudimentary. That seems like it's something every coach could do. Mike no, McCarthy. Not. Nathaniel Hackett. Really? And, yeah, they're both, they're both <laughs> experienced coaches in the league but don't know how to pay attention to the play clock. Yeah. It I, makes zero sense for I've seen sense John Harbaugh lose track of exactly. it before. It's just a lot of things you're doing. I mean, yeah. you're multitasking at yeah. the nth, to the nth degree. Um, yeah, I like your dumbass coach thing. They hired yeah. more of those for Nathaniel Hackett. It still didn't for work. Sure. And it did not work. Yeah. Yeah, because he was just a dumbass himself. He was too much. <laughs> yeah, they need to hire. Too much of a dumbass. They need to hire a dumbass GM before. <laughs> yeah, they need to make that hire. Exactly. My, my wife is my dumbass coach, so hey. I'm doing pretty well. Understood. <laughs> and she's really good at her job. Yep. She's very takes pride in it. She <laughs> takes pride in it. Takes pride she in does. it. She goes yeah. out of her way. She's working long hours. That's my dumbass. Coach. All right, we'll come back. We got the need flex. to pay her overtime. Yeah. <laughs> she's trying to get a raise. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll come. Back, we'll get into the flex on the other side, right here. Ball don't lie. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. My band Patrick plays jams that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. That's a great song. Once again, a banger that still bangs to this day. <laughs> still going hard, man. Uh, any guess on the artist? Smokey Robinson. No. Dang, it sounded like no, it. No, it's like Joan. Is it Joan? Is it? 
There is a there's a there's is it Joan is it oh, it's not is Joan it, Jett though, no there right? Joan Jett does a cover of this she does okay. a cover of it but that is not who did it originally who's the original who is it Tommy James and the Shondells no that would have never happened. I would never got that one I like my I man think, said Shondells yeah, he's like <laughs> I think my favorite version is the Joan Jett version yeah 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 the, the Joan Jett it's version a really is, good is version. probably more popular yeah. at least to our generation yeah 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 it's rare like because that to me is like. Um, when a a sequel is better than the original, which happens, but it's not yeah. always the case. It's probably more the exception and not the rule. When the the, the how often are the covers better than the original? That happens a lot more often in music. Yeah, covers being better than the original. Yeah, a lot of times they're updated. And then yeah, they're recorded yeah, yeah. better because it's like a one-hit wonder. That and then you get true. someone who's like, oh, yeah, no, I know yeah. what I'm doing with songs. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> covers is not Or you like get that. weird ones like Blinded by the Lights. <laughs> that it was originally a Springsteen song. <laughs> yeah. And then Manfred Mann did it. <laughs> and that's yeah, a popular some one. Some people cover it too much. No, like, that was yeah. a, that's a better one. That's a more well-known one. Is that, yeah, Manfred exactly. Manfred yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, yeah, covers are, are real like that. Uh, all right. I uh, appreciate my man, Patrick. Always doing a great job DJing a uh, Top of the Charts Tuesday. One song that's, if I give any song that is perfect example of that, like just being covered over and over again, it always improves with the latest cover. It might be Killing Me Softly. I like that. Killing Me Softly originally, I, like I think it was like a folk song. <laughs> I want to say originally, Killing Me Softly, it's like, it's like a, a some folk rock song way, way back in the day. And every time they like redid that. it, it was it was way better than the, like the one before it. But the one with Lauryn Hill the is Lauren the Hill, one. Exactly. But that's the, the last time. Yeah. That's the last time they did it. Nobody's done it since then. I'm so sure some, some kid's going to do it and it's going to kill it. Yeah. going to kill my take. Harry Styles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did he just win like album of the year? Yeah, but like, Harry Styles would no. be the one that's doing no, it. Right? Would, or Sam be. Smith. Yeah, Lil Nas X gonna do it. <laughs> hey, Sam Smith, I think, could do a really good job with Killing Me Softly. But yeah. that's one of the few that every time they covered it, the recent cover was always better than the one before. It, no doubt. Or the one the original. Anyway, yeah. random topic. Uh, let's go to FLX. That's eight. what we do. That's what we Exactly. <laughs> the, on our anniversary, it is uh, apropos that we get into this kind of random topic and go off the rails. Uh, go to FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. Uh, there's a great update there on uh, the basketball schedule today. Yep. Actually, I know it's a little gross outside. Uh, but, but that's they have, why they play indoors. That's why they play indoors. <laughs> uh, so if you can get around, make sure you do it safely. But uh, there is a uh, Flex Hoops Outlook there for the uh, the men's basketball schedule for and women's, by the way. Shout that's out right. to the ladies as well for uh, the different classifications. So you can go check out that schedule for today and tomorrow. For all of the uh, high school basketball teams in the area, power rankings are still up there as well. Uh, those are those have been updated, so you can go check that out. And a special shout out I should have done this yesterday. Uh, we talked about this young man as well, but apparently it is official, at least official, ver- official. a verbal commitment yep. that Leonard Moore, who uh, still has a season to play, um, he's a damn good player, cornerback out of Round Rock, has committed to Notre Dame. Committed to Notre See, Dame. I've been trying to tell y'all. Yep. I told y'all get be- caught slipping before Marcus Freeman. Uh, you know. Before he came down to Texas, I said, hey, man, there have been rumblings in that Notre Dame community that they, all he's talking about is I'm coming to Texas yep. and I'm going down there to take some of the, the ballers, some of those true big ball, the blue chip big ballers. And hell, just here in Central Texas, we ain't, we ain't know what right. the hell he's doing in Houston and Dallas. He's got three of them now. He does. He got, got three, three of them. Big two. time commitments, too. Braylon James, James and Greathouse, Greathouse, and now yep. Leonard Moore. And Leonard Moore. 
Yeah. Man, I, I still think Littlemore might and be And all the, of them are the impactful type players. Yeah, I, I think Littlemore might be the best corner, in my opinion, in Central Texas here in the area. Um, but oh, speaking of, I talked there about how go. Round Rock was the best secondary, I thought, in the area this year. Um, and there's some really good ones, too. Um, they were one of them. Uh, they also uh, have another player, Jalen Gilbert, who is going to have his uh, signing, signing Yep. Tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock. It's going to be a big deal. Obviously, the players at Round Rock have done a great job and and kind of uh, set, the t- to set the table around here. We have Bo Edmondson, the quarterback for Lake Travis. He signed his letter of intent to go and play at UNLV and other players with at Brennan Lake Travis. Brennan Marion? Yep, with Brennan Marion. And Brennan Marion is in this area, and he's going hard on a lot of these guys around he here. So he's got a chance to be around, be in the state mm-hmm. of Texas, and understand what it's about. So he's been doing and making an impact. But shout out to Jalen Gilbert. Shout out to Leonard Moore. They have been a very impactful type players, and now they're going to get opportunities to play at the next level. But I do want to go back real quick. You were talking about the basketball mm-hmm. uh, tonight. Buta Johnson, who is 26-3, and will be at Westlake taking on the Westlake Chaparrales, 28-4, 7.30. And you can watch that game on TV. If you don't want to get out, you can watch it because our man Zay and Roger Wallace will be doing it on KBVO again tonight. Okay. Big Zay's doing his man. thing. Zay's calling a lot of games. Oh, yeah. He's coming a TV star. Oh, right? he's trying to. Enjoys. Okay. He I feel that. To. All right. Uh, shout out to my man Zay. That's big stuff. That's big time right there. All right. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get into Mark Cuban speaking out for the first time since the Kyrie Irving trade. We'll talk about the impact of that trade. Also, will LeBron James break the record tonight? Will he make history tonight? Uh, we'll get into that as well. Talk a little NBA right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put on the horn.